guys, welcome back to another episode of Make It Make Sense. My name is Joshua Matosh, and with me here is Sevi Tennyson. So, guys, we're excited to have y'all listening to us today, and today we'll be talking about what happened in July in the stock market. Moving forward to August, you have to know what went on in the past. That way, you know your strategy moving into the future. So in July, what really happened? It's estimated that over $100 billion to a trillion dollars was actually lost by Dang. U.S. investors yeah, in the market because of this whole Chinese government messing with you know, domestic companies' shindiv that went on in the market. So Joshua, tell us, what really happened in the market with Chinese stocks? Huh, interesting. I actually not know it was up to $100 billion, but that's very interesting. I know. Some people much. actually estimated... Uh, even a trillion dollars because of crypto. So hundred billion in like just stocks and a hundred billion rather in just stocks and accumulated to a trillion when if you're counting cryptocurrency as well. Okay, that makes sense. So I think this whole thing started in February. That was when Alibaba so we I mean we all know Alibaba the company, their e commerce company, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like the Amazon of China. Mm-hmm. However, they had this company called Ant Financial which was a fintech company, you know, think of a PayPal or Square, you know, so that version of China. However, a few weeks or months before they try to make the company have their IPO. So basically an IPO is an initial public offer. That's the transition. When we transition a company from being a private company to a public company, which means companies can openly buy shares, Mm -hmm. right? Jack Ma, you know, had kind of spoken against the Chinese government. Yeah, I knew they don't play about that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. So on the day Ant Financial was supposed to go public, you know, they shut it down. They did not let them go public. Isn't that unfortunate? It they is. were pretty <laughs> petty. They didn't say nothing. They just waited and just like, boom. And it's actually crazy because this was supposed to be a big deal. You know, a lot of American investors have been looking forward to this for a very, very long time. And the stock know. was, uh, Alibaba was actually running up up to like, 300 i remember the good old days (laughs) it was running up and it was doing really good i remember i i really thought alibaba was about to be the first you know one trillion dollar market cap chinese company but i mean it wasn't meant to be and the explanation the chinese government gave was monopoly Mm -hmm. (laughs) was monopoly they thought that if they let ant financial go public a lot of people will stop using the traditional chinese banks and they will start moving their savings to um, and financial, and we all know that China they don't play by control, yeah, right. So that was the first blow, and Alibaba stock was never the same, never, like, ever. Oh, it was never the same. Once it lost that three hundred pivot, oh my gosh, you know. And this is me included. A lot of people thought that you know, uh, just a blip, a comeback, you know. Alibaba, yeah. it's a solid comeback, bro. It never came back, mm-hmm. <laughs> even after even beating earnings. Oh, nothing. Yes, it, it was just back. like. I think it was just a setup, you know, when you fattening the cow and mm-hmm. like take it to the slaughterhouse. <laughs> so it, it looked like it was coming back, like oh, you know, like, yeah, it's it's getting better, it's approaching. Then as soon as earnings pew, back down, facts, facts. So I mean, this is when a lot of investors are thinking, huh? You know, I mean, okay, this this is bad, but Alibaba is still a good company. Yeah. You know? Let's see what happens. However, something else happened in July. Mm-hmm. You know, you know how we in the United States we have Uber, yeah. we have Lyft. Actually, before I go there. Let's talk about how they cracked down on crypto as well. Yeah, you know that's good. Between uh, March and April, you know, we heard a lot about the Chinese government cracking down on um, Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. They didn't want their financial institutions using it at all, you know, because they said that 
there were a lot of issues with data privacy and cybersecurity, right? Mm-hmm. Because we know with crypto, a lot of it has to do with um, anonymity, right? Yeah. We don't know who's who's who and everything. And the Chinese were like, oh, no, we're not going to have this. We need our control, mm-hmm. right? But because, you know, a lot of even Americans, especially... This isn't the first yes, time they did that. So it wasn't nothing exactly. to be worried about. And a lot of the people in the Fed, you know, they don't even really care about Bitcoin that much. Oh, yeah. They didn't really move. They China don't even stocks. like because exactly. Jenna is like, like yes, finally, <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> However, in July, like I was saying before, Didi went public, oh, no. right? And Didi is kind of the Chinese version of Uber, but they also have they they also work in other um, Asian countries as well. Mm-hmm. So what happened here was the Chinese government had told Didi not to go public, at least not yet, on the U.S. stock exchange, right? But because whenever companies go public, the management get a big payday, yeah, right? Because it's a capital raise. You know, they go on the market, they get a price and everything, right? So And also it brings ahead. in more money, yes, too. Yes, it brings in more money. They still went ahead, you know. So because they did that, I remember waking up in the morning looking at my phone and I saw the Chinese index, like, down almost Red. 5%. And it's I was blood. like, what's going on? Then I saw that um, the Chinese government had blocked, had told the op- operators of the app stores mm-hmm. in China to delete Didi. Yeah, even I know like Jim Cramer the day before, a week before Diddy became public, was actually encouraging people to yeah. buy Diddy. And the next Poor thing he came out to, I know he came to apologize and like people were uh, putting out some threats and like, oh, you know nothing. I lost my house because of you, you know, all dramatic or whatever. But yeah, that's literally what it's, it's really sad. Yes. So when american investors saw this i think that was when the reality kind of dawned like yeah. okay something something fishy is going on crypto now it's going with diddy you know diddy is a solid company but at that point when fear kicks in People all we do is they just click sell. Yeah. yes they don't care whether the company is going to be earnings like because especially this is not the first time not the second time because a lot of investors start thinking what next are they going to do to baba mm-hmm. You know, what else are they going to do to Baidu, Pinduoduo, um, FUT? There's so many Neo. Chinese companies. Neo, exactly, with the EV space, right? So that's when we started seeing, you know, um, accelerated weakness in the Asian market. Okay, so I think investors were still kind of recouping, you know, and trying to gather their thoughts <laughs> like <laughs> from me. this until we got hit with another bombshell. Oh, my right? gosh. So in China, we all know that. Um, they, they have one that, that had, like, the highest population in the world, mm-hmm. right? So, um, the tutoring business is highly profitable. Yeah, right? think about, like, Chegg. Exactly. Right? Chegg's public. So, like, think about, like, the Chegg of China, the Cheggs of China. Exactly. So, they have a lot of companies in China that actually offer tutoring services, right? And some of these companies also went public and listed on the stock exchange, mm-hmm. the U.S. stock exchange, because they were generating a lot of revenue. American investors were interested and they, they put some of their money in there. All of a sudden, we discovered <laughs> that the Chinese government want them to become non-profits. Isn't that crazy? Oh my because gosh. the whole point of going public is you have to make money for your investors, your exactly. shareholders. You have to make money for them. And now they're like, yeah, so guys, you're going to become a non-profit. <laughs> like exactly. what? And some of these companies include... Um, um, Tao Education Group, that's one of them. There's another one called New Orient- Oriental Group. There's another one called, it was formerly ticker symbol um, GSX, it changed to go to. And all the stocks were doing really well, really, really well. But when this news came out, believe me, some of these stocks dropped 
60 to 70 percent that's so crazy yes and not just that all the other you know more stable even alibaba went down as low as 160 mm-hmm. because they're like you're yeah, probably coming for care. these guys yes. as well they're like we don't care anymore china must go <laughs> china must go <laughs> china must go so yeah. i think even to the other countries around china like singapore you know we had some of the companies there hong kong as well some of the Companies there that were listed in the stock exchange market, they all got hit. Some down 20%, some down um, 15%. So that was a really big deal. And it actually started to spill into yeah, the U.S. market. Yeah, definitely. And it makes sense why it will spill into the U.S. market. Because think about it. If you are down, let's say, $2 billion in a particular stock, right? And you sell it. And now you're in the red for $2 billion. You don't want that going on your balance sheet. So let's say you are up, you know, maybe $3 billion or $4 billion in another stock, right? You sell that so you can take profit and offset that $2 billion. Maybe just sell three out of the four. You still have $1 billion positive, and that would offset this negative that you already have going on. So that way you're net zero, just up a billion dollars. So I think that's what was happening, that people were covering uh, their losses. So selling your profitable stock to make up for the losses that they experienced in these Chinese stocks. Exactly. So that makes makes a lot of sense. And as if this was not bad enough, trust me, the bad <laughs> news worse. just came piling oh up. They gosh. kept piling up. So we also got news from Beijing that they were going to limit the ability of some Chinese companies to go public. A 30-page document. In New York, yes. So this was also a big deal, right? Because it was kind of like, how many more Chinese companies are we going to see list in the United mm-hmm. States? right? And this made the market even go a little lower. However, the day after, which was actually on Wednesday night slash Thursday morning, mm-hmm. we got news that the Chinese government, they had a meeting and they were trying to ease the fears of investors. Right? Isn't that ironic? After the funeral <laughs> this year, like, hey, guys, it's not that bad. The kitchen's yeah. on fire, but food will be ready. So they kind of reversed what they said. They said they will let um, Chinese companies list on the market, market, but there will be regulations. Yes, yeah, strict regulations. regulations. So we kind of got a dead cat bounce. That's what we call it. You know, when the stock is in a downtrend and tries to go back up, we call it a dead cat bounce. So we went up on Thursday and a lot of people are like, oh, hooray, you know, we did it's what we It's finally over. Did. However, <laughs> on Friday, um, the chair of the SEC, Gary Gensler, came out with a statement and said that for Chinese Companies, there will be limitations for them to go public in the U.S. market unless they had a disclosure that they were in no way violating the Chinese um, data privacy and cybersecurity policy. So on Friday, the China—I mean, the overall market was weak on Friday, but yeah. the Chinese and the Asian market were um, even more weak. And what would that even signify for, like, myself who might have been, like, not myself, but, like, anyone who might have just been, like, an irrational investor? They would have been like, oh, if they're doing restrictions now— What's stopping them from delisting, right? Because yes. a lot of American investors got burned severely. Oh, yeah. And that affected the American stock market. And people are like, hey, you know, we like y'all and you're doing good, but we don't want none of this smoke. Like, figure yourselves exactly. out. I would say if you're someone who already has Chinese stocks, <laughs> what do you do? Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's a fair question. It's all dependent on your risk tolerance. Thankfully for someone like me who invested early on in BABA before the entire run-up that happened in February, uh, I still have a little bit of risk 
tolerance left in me. I can still absorb some more, you know, losses, not losses necessarily, but from that particular stock because I have things like ACK ETF that's doing really well or Tesla or Uber or Square is doing fantastic too as well. Then also some of my crypto positions, Disney, Apple. So if you have a position where some of your stocks are making a lot of money, but if you have some of that, I think you can absorb some more risk because I mean, I don't think this is going to last for long. And since there are solid companies and definitely the technicals are not looking too good, but the fundamental is still really strong. They're still bidding earnings. They're still solid companies. However, if you have not entered into a position in some of these Chinese names, I recommend holding cash, right? And if you're like 30% down, you know, it doesn't matter if you're making a whole lot of money, cut it, cut out dead weight, you know, like just cut it out. Again, this is not financial advice, but for me personally, at 30%, negative 30%, it's already too gone. Like, I don't know what, that's like a whole correction, (laughs) depression type deal. So just cut it and preserve your capital, right? But yeah, definitely, it's totally up to whoever the investor is if you definitely believe 100% in this particular stock and also your position size. You know, if you have two shares, oh, please. If you just have, except two shares, it's like an entirety in your portfolio. But depending on your position size of these stocks, it's safe to cut at at least 30% in my mind. And if you've not entered definitely hold cash and watch and see the news because if you're only looking at fundamentals you still think oh not you still think because it's still a great company but you're like oh then this is a good dip this is a good dip then boom china comes in like oh my gosh um we don't feel like having baba on the u.s stock exchange anymore <laughs> bye or they just be like oh my gosh uh you are being slapped with a fine because jack Maher said something we didn't like i don't know but something like that could just come out. Or the U.S. could be like, we're fed up of everything going on with China and, you know, buy y'all, pack your bags. You have X, Y amount of time to get out of this place. So you never know. Just depends on are you willing to lose that amount of capital. That's all I really have to say yeah. because that's the only thing that makes sense at this point is really the news. That's because usually technicals would give you a direction of where the fundamental might go because it's telling you that, hey, if investors are willing to pay this amount, you see the volume, the price action for this particular stock, then it means that eventually these fundamentals, maybe if they were losing money, they're going to start making money eventually, be in the green and, you know, give reward to their shareholders. But now you're seeing the technicals down and doing worse off, which would signal that hmm, something bad is company coming for the company, but you can see here that even though it's down, according to their last earnings, they blew the water away. They did really, really good, but it's just a whole situation going on with, you know, the government. And one thing we know about investors is like, we do not like uncertainty. We like things to just be clean cut. We know what we're in for and we get out. We don't like unnecessary 30 page surprises. <laughs> yeah. So that's great. I think if you ask me, this is where patience, you know, comes in for the investor. Now, it is very possible that this, you know, thing going on with US and China will drag for years, even decades. It oh is very, God. very possible. And that's why we don't want to be too hasty. We bind a dip, you know, here mm-hmm. and there. Just be patient and let's see how everything plays out. If we see the Chinese government calling down the United States and the Chinese government kind of reconciling financially, with everything, okay, now you can start even thinking about thinking of investing in Chinese <laughs> yeah. stocks. But for now, I think they're just better places. Of course, some of these Chinese names look cheap now, mm-hmm. but in relation to what the government can do, it is not cheap. 
You know, yeah. it is expensive, right? If more investors are selling than they're buying, they believe it's too expensive. They believe there are better opportunities somewhere else. Yeah. So I think be patient. Let's see what happens. You know, let everything unfold. And from there, we can move forward. For people holding Chinese stocks like I am, hold the line. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sell if you have to. But definitely, this was fun. Thank you guys for listening to us. Remember to share with your friends, your family, your enemies, and let's make dollars and cents together. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye.